Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part four of our GDPR checklist for Operabi customers. Um, my name is Daryl Richardson. I am the Chief Platform Evangelist for Operavi. And again, for part four, I have Beth Winters, our recovering attorney. So Beth, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. This is Beth Winters, Solution Marketing Manager at Operavi. And as uh, Daryl remembered, a recovering attorney. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um this is the this is the final of the part of the series, right? And this is probably the one that is um, gonna be the most interesting for you because this is like your wheelhouse, right? This is what this is the law, right? Yeah, this so is the privacy. privacy rights, yeah. right? You know, so um, and, and also in my opinion, it's probably the most important part of the checklist um, will be the handling of the data that's collected for the consumers and the protection of this data. Um, the rights should be at the top of the list for organizations. Same as the security, right? Understanding the data, the handling of the data, and the management of the data using tools like Operabi's data intelligence and automation platform will help the organizations manage these data types and the rights of their customers more efficiently. Okay. Um, and as you mentioned, so, you know this is the the meat and potatoes of the of the GDPR, and you know I'm a meat and potatoes kind of gal, so I'm I'm happy to yes, chat about meat. this. <laughs> Yeah, I am also a meat and potatoes person too, and it's lunchtime, so <laughs> yeah. So, um, so look, so this one's got, uh, I believe, it's about six different um, checklisted items. So let's uh, get started. So um, number one, customers have the right to see what data your company has collected. And it's an obligation for your company to make this as simple as possible, right? Because all you're doing, if you don't, is just making more time and more people and more resources that you're going to need, right? So, you know, in, in the end, your customers have the right to see what data they're collect that you're collecting on them and how this data is being used, how it's being stored, and how it's being distributed. Um, they're also, in, uh, you know, an important aspect about this is about the protection. Like, you know, customers want to know how their data is being protected. If I'm going to give it to you. Make sure nobody else gets it so they can use it for the dark web or they can do it for other things. Right. right. And as you as you said, it should be easy for customers to request and receive all of the information that you have about them. Um, you do have to send them the first copy for free. Uh, you can charge a reasonable fee for subsequent copies. Um, you should also respond to these requests within a certain amount of time. Right. You've got only a, a 30 day window to respond. Um, and um, you need to verify the identity of the person requesting the data. So you need to like ask them for some sort of identifier, whether that whether that's an email address or you know user user ID username, uh, just to make sure that you know that the you know person requesting it um, has you know the right to request it. I mean, this information should just be something as easy as you know part of that filling out the information. Um, you know, before you hit submit, right? And you have the, the kind of like a EULA where it has all these things. This is what you're, this is why we're collecting it. This is what we're going to use it for. And this is what we're going to, if you have all that stuff in front of them, I mean, you're rarely going to get asked a question about it, but um, pretty important there. Um, the cool thing about it is, you know, once this, you know, if a request comes in to see, you know, from a customer to see what kind of data they have, the platform makes it easy just to run a report with that person's name or, 
that person's name and the GDPR classification policy and run that report and then send that report back to them and say, hey, this is what we collected on right. you. We have like 10 or 15 and files. And this is, right? this is, right. this is, this is what, what we know as the um, DSAR request form, right? A data subjects, subject access rights request. Um, so right. when they uh, they ask for the information, um, you can you can create an online form on your website um, that that will you know uh, intake the requests. Then you you know forward it on to the um, the person. Make sure it goes to the that DPO um, who you appointed earlier um, for them to run the run run the search and respond within that timely manner. Yeah, absolutely. So this one's interesting to me because, you know, I've got a name, you know, Daryl, that people routinely misspell. Um, and I don't know how many times where I went to a website and filled out my name and whatever. And when I look at it, my name is spelled wrong. Or when they email me information, my name is spelled wrong, right? So customers have the right to modify or change inaccurate data that's collected on them, right? <laughs> I mean, th this one to me, it's like, this one's got me all over it because, you know, I don't know how many times I have to correct my name spelling for people, yeah. right? Um, you know, so th this one's pretty, th th this, this is, is very this valid is like for a from, lot of people. And yeah, I, from that yeah. Friends episode with, uh, you know, Chandler Bing gets the mail, uh, Miss yeah. Chenandler Long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Article Fifteen. I mean, this is a mandatory part. So uh, Article Fifteen states that this is, um, you know, this is data that if it needs to be modified, it has to be easy to locate, um, and so the data can be quickly modified, right? And and another good use for the platform is the fact that you know the platform helps you to identify this exact information, right? You know by culling down the data, by using the, the fine facets of, of name and date range and, you know, classification. And then here's your file. What is it that we need to change? Tell me what it is. And then I'll send it back as, as a clarification that we fixed it, right? Keeping that audit trail that you fixed it, keeping that file in the background, because, you know, in another podcast uh, upcoming, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the retention of this information, you know, to prove that your organization actually made the changes, right? You know, and, you know, how long does your company want to keep these things? So, you know, this kind of rolls into that, you know, to, to prove that you did it, to keep that record after that you changed it, right? Yeah. So um, next one here would be um, making requesting uh, or I'm sorry, make requesting the deletion of the data a painless process for you and your customer. Um, you know, this, uh, you know, when you're filling out this form or the DSAR request on your on your website where, you know, your customers have the right to have their information completely deleted from your from your system. Right. When you're filling out the request, they're going to give you the information that they want deleted. And then the action, right? Have a little drop-down menu. It says, do you want me to copy it? Do you want me to move it to another location? Do you want me to delete it, right? Or you just want to see what it is, right? You know, so have these as four different options. Don't give the consumer the option to say, I want you to do this, this, and this, right? You know, so, you know, in, in the case of the deletion, you know, it's like cut and dry. Here's the information about me. I want it all deleted. Delete is the Right, action. and this is also known as the right to be forgotten. Um, it, yeah. Companies find this to be one of the hardest things to comply with. Um, and, you know, that's why Operavi really focuses on, you know, making that easy and simple. 
Um, but there are also five grounds where uh, you can deny that request. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you need to keep that information to comply with a legal obligation. Um, maybe they they have sued you, right? So you need to keep that information so um, you can you know continue, you can respond to that cause of action. Or um, let's say that. Um, you you need you need their medical records to be re- retained for a certain number of years under under HIPAA. Um, right. Those in those instances, you can um, you know deny the request, and but you should let them know uh, within again that thirty day period why you're denying it. Yeah, absolutely, very good. Um, this one's interesting, um, you know, because you know I'm I, I, and I don't, I don't know how they actually continually process you know companies process your data but customers have the right to put a stop action on your organization on the processing of their data right i mean uh, the information that i've ever given freely to an organization would be like a rewards type program it's my game my address my email address whatever you know but obviously there's other data types out there that you know stop using my credit card <laughs> or stop you know so you know pro, you know stop processing my data you know so i have the right to have you stop that and and make this kind of a manual process you know that's pretty interesting there um and also says that uh, you know you have 30 days to respond to that request um and then if if you're going to restart processing the data you have to also notify them um when that happens again right you know so that, that's pretty interesting um, so um, the next one is customers have the right to receive a copy of their data being collected. Again, this goes back to that action, right? You know, so if you're gonna if you're gonna give your consumers that you're collecting data um, these selections like copy, uh, move, delete, right, or or just view, right? You know, so I mean. This should be one of those actions. Like, you know, I want a copy of my information. So again, using Operavi's platform as your sole source uh, for all of the data that you're collecting on people, you could simply do a search of the name and the classification and a date range of how long of a, of a date range you want to do. And then give them a report that says, here's all my information and copy it, right? I mean, right, but it needs to be in like, like a, a format that's easy, that they can, you know, actually read. Right. So let's say they're right. requesting, you know, medical records and you, you need a special software to like read your CT scan. Uh, that's not going to cut it. You need to, you know, make a make it into like a JPEG or a copy that, that they can actually read. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of people are not very tech savvy. Right. You know, so that's going to be a, a challenge for your company to make sure that. You know, and I, I would just, I mean, I, I think everybody, everything could be turned into a PDF, right? Yeah, so just don't put it into to, an yeah. obscure file format and you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the customers have the right to object to the processing of their personal data, right? I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer for me. I mean, uh, you know, if, this is why on your website when you have these rewards cards or you have these memberships and or whatever information that you're filling out so the organizations can process data from you is that little checkbox do not use my information right don't sell it don't use it for anything other than what i'm giving it to you right i mean if you have that then it should automatically move this data into a location that's not the regular that's allowing these other things right to happen right yeah um what Um, i think is interesting too is that there's this other example that they give um you know 
when personal data is processed for scientific or historical research purposes yeah. or statistical purposes, um, you know, you can um, you can object um, to the processing of your personal information. So unless yeah, it's exactly unless it's in the public interest. Sure. Yeah, because there are those exemptions right out there and, you know, you need to look at the law, you know, under these articles that have been mentioned in the last couple of podcasts, you know, like Article 15 and stuff yeah. like that. You know, a lot of these things have these exemptions where people. Um, right. But it reminds me of cases. like, you know, the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, the, you know, the, the woman whose whose cancer cells were used for research without her knowledge or um, authorization. I mean, you know, it's just knowing what type of information people are collecting about you or using about you sure and last but not least of the checklist um, if your organization uses an automated collection and processing process you have a procedure to protect their rights in place something that was actually interesting to me on this um, in the description of this was that the the consumer can actually say I want people not automation to handle this process, right? Now, I don't I don't know why that would be something somebody would need to know if I'm using an automated application to process information, but, you know, it's interesting that they would actually add this, um, you know, and, you know, you know, so, you know, if you look at this type of a process and, and you say, I'm using Operavi's platform, right? So. Operavi's platform is not really processing information, right? It's really just keeping all the information into a single location so you can find it quickly. Um, and then the compliance officers can process information from that, um, you know, on an automated fashion by, you know, tiering the data to cloud storage, you know, in our upcoming feature or release, you know, and things like that. And then uh, the platform also has, uh, will have like a, what's called gated deletion, right? So if you set an, a retention of something, and say, you know, after two years, I'm going to delete this file from this, you know, S3 storage bucket. After two years, that data should be automatically purged from the system based on that request. Yeah. But a gated deletion, a gated deletion, I don't know, and, and you know, just hear me out here for one second. A gated deletion basically requires a human to say, I'm going to review the deletion or expiry log, and then we're going to hit the action to delete. Right. So that's that gate. Right. So you get the option to either delete or say, you know what, there's data here that, you know, we had to make a change. So we're going to keep this data for another year or two years. Right. You know, so that's kind of what gated deletion actually would be. What's your what's your uh, input on that? Yeah, I mean, this really has to do with profiling people. Right. So that that's usually part of this automated decision making process. Um, so, you know, people, people who don't want to be profiled, um, would be the ones who would, uh, would select this, but because there are all of these now different choices about what and how, um, you know, companies can use individuals data, um, it becomes increasingly complex for organizations to keep track of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult, um, from a compliance standpoint. So, uh, and in those instances, I think, you know, most companies would just choose to, um, you know, check, do not use or something like that right. rather than, you right. know, just have it go through a human process. 
Very good. No, that's a great explanation. I couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, and all of this stuff is on gdpr.eu forward slash checklist. So, you know, if you want to look at this and, and make sure you're adhering, you know, we kind of formulated this to where, you know, Operavi customers can take advantage of this checklist and, and how Operavi can actually help with all of these different segments. Um, you know, and in closing here, and this has been a really great series, by the way, Beth, I really appreciate your help. But, um, you know, Operavi's data intelligence on automation platform can be the single tool that our customers will use to manage all of the regulated data types, right? Not just GDPR, not just CCPA, but healthcare, finance, um, you know, uh, personal information, U.S. stuff, right? I mean, it, it, you know, 140 different policies that, you know, can, can be simply enabled and it's going to help to, uh, you know, classify all this information so you can quickly find it. And we all know data sprawl is a huge problem in the typical enterprise, right? Having data management platforms like Operavi's platform can allow your team to create data inventories of all the disparate storage locations, um, allowing your management team, uh, to, you know, to, to manage the data where it's still being stored, but collecting everything into a single location, right? You know, um, in our next version upcoming, when we're able to delete, move and copy and take action on these files, you're going to have a complete GDPR data management process to actually manage the data lifecycle. And that's, that movement is coming in the next, I don't know what the, I think I heard around October, you know, so it's going it, to, it, it's definitely going to be, a, a, you know, groundbreaking, um, you know, to, to help to manage the data. And, you know, having, you know, following this checklist from, you know, top to bottom is, you know, it, it's not legal advice. And should it be, you know, taken to heart as, hey, you know what, Operavi told me that this is what I should be doing, you know, in, in some sort of litigation. You know, we, we're not going to take responsible for that. But, you know, again, this checklist is on the GDPR EU checklist doc, uh, website, you know, and it's, it's, you know, kind of been a little bit modified just so we can make it. Operavi based, but um, if you just follow this checklist, I think it, you know it, the majority of companies you know are are going to help alleviate fines. They're going to make their GDPR processes much more efficient, and you know you're going to be able to quickly respond to these requests in the desired time that you need to. Right? I mean, it's just a no brainer to me as far as that goes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So Beth, thank you for the four part marathon here. This has been a really great series and I really enjoy, um, you know, discussing these things with you and using your, uh, your legal knowledge. And uh, for everybody on the phone, you know, um, or everybody on the podcast, <laughs> thank you for, uh, for, for, for taking the time to listen to these four podcasts. I think um, hopefully now you have some really good understanding around the GDPR processes and how Operavi can help. And um, stay tuned for more, you know, content like this. You know, we're, we're putting them out uh, uh, quite frequently and uh, we just want to educate our customers. So with that, I say goodbye and everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks and see you soon.